You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talk back program. Folks, have a little listen to Juno Award winner, Sass Jordan. Chops are smoking on that tune. Winner of Billboard's Best Female Rock Vocalist Award, Sass Jordan, has toured and or worked with many music heavyweights over the years, including Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, former guest on the show, Cheap Trick, Van Halen, Carlos Santana, and Joe Cocker. In 1992, she performed a duet with Joe Cocker for the soundtrack of the motion picture The Bodyguard, starring Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. And folks, I don't know whether you realize this or not, but her songs have been featured on numerous television shows, including Melrose Place, Party of Five, Baywatch, and Knight Rider. <laughs> Very cool. I didn't think she could get any cooler. Folks, she joins us today on the Drew Marshall Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Paula Abdul, everybody. Hello, Paula. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I have heard so much about you. You're just so wonderful. Yes, well, it is a beautiful. <laughs> what do you mean you heard so much about me from who? Well, we live who in the, we, we live in the same hood, and all you know, I just I know people that know people. Oh, I don't know any of those people. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Hey, listen, did you get a chance to catch up with Orlando Bloom and Andy McDowell at the Sundance Festival? <laughs> yeah, have you been on my Twitter? No. <laughs> what a lying liar you are! <laughs> How terribly unchristian of you. <laughs> well, stick around. There's more to come. <laughs> So did you? Did you? Did you? No, I, I oh, didn't. You just saw them. I did not. I saw Orlando, but I did not actually see um, Andy. Jared right. saw Andy. We, it was in the Starbucks. So I didn't even notice. You know, I was way more into my uh, cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was freezing cold, and it was full on slush. It reminded me of a of a Montreal winter. I was like, this, you know, this is just sucking, dude. <laughs> I go from Canada to worse. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, well, listen, with all that slush and slipperiness, like from what I understand, again, you need to be very careful because you've got like this Mel Gibson a la lethal weapon shoulder. What the heck happened in Hawaii? <laughs> well, climbing, climbing a volcano, Drew. Yes. <laughs> I fell off the side. <laughs> okay, or you slipped in front of a Starbucks. What what happened? No, um, I, I, it's you know what? Once you've done it once, once you've dislocated your shoulder once, the second time around is a whole heck of a lot easier. And uh, I have to admit that it was the entirely unglamorous act of um, reaching into the back seat from the front seat, and it just popped out. Unsuspected. Sorry, sorry about your luck. I know. Wow. Kind of blew the wet end of a buffalo herd. <laughs> anyway. So- so uh, all is well now. <laughs> but you're you're keeping in shape, dear. I mean, shoulder rehab and everything. Uh, vocal exercise. You got the muscles and staying in shape. Uh, no. uh, squats, lunges, ab laybacks. Come on. Oh, um, yeah. You look marvelous. Well, thank you. So do you. Stop it. <laughs> little honesty, though, Sass. Little honesty. Have you had any work done? Like your buddy Gene Simmons? Have you been working out? Come have on. I been working out? I do, you know. No, I, have you I'm had work done? And I go off that wagon just like the rest of us. Are you avoiding the question? Did you have, have you had work done? There's no way well, you I can. I thought you said, are you, I thought you 
You no. You've been working out. No. You had work done. Yes, because you know you. You're good buddy. You're good buddies with Gene Simmons. No, sir. Gene Simmons, who now looks like, uh, 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 what's that? Have Ken- you seen me close up? Kenny Joe, Rogers. Joe, Joe Pesci. No, it's Gene, Gene Simmons looks like Ken and Kenny Rogers now. If you, yeah, if you, have you, have you seen me close up? Uh, no. Well, then. Okay. You should be asking that question. All right. Buddy. All right. You've what? been looking at Photoshop photographs. <laughs> I'm a big, like I'm a big fan of airbrushing. Although I got to say, uh, I love that hot little uh, red strapless pink tartan number you wore in the LG Fashion Week runway. Oh my God, that was the most terrifying outfit I've ever worn. Was it the shoes or the straplessness? Well, you know, it's, I would say it was a, it was a, a full-on combo effect. <laughs> uh, the shoes were terrifying. It was like walking on the two Eiffel towers, and then, and the strapless thing, not for me. No, thank you. No. No, I, you know it's so funny because I've been asked to wear stuff before so many times. I will always say the same thing: I'll wear it as long as it's not strapless. I get to the fitting, the thing is strapless. Ooh, I almost swore. The thing was. Stra- <laughs> I'm like, if you specifically ask for something not to be, yes, <laughs> it tends to be. But Sha- but Chatelaine, Chatelaine loved it though. They loved it. Chatelaine, yes, yes. Chatelaine, yes, yes. Oh my God! That was in the. How about that photo shoot on the beach yeah. in um, sub-zero degrees weather? I did notice. I thought it was chilly because I think I didn't. They didn't airbrush out the goose pimples. Oh, that... I have never been so cold in my life. Yeah, except possibly today. Yeah, today's a bit. Today is uh, today is uh, you know, it's frigid. All the acting, all the modeling, oh, all the, the singing, acting, all the modeling. I am uh, all with all of that, uh, Sass. I'm very disappointed that you never got uh, your starring role on Battlestar Galactica. Me too. How much does that stink? But you know what? There's always going to be another one. So I figure, what the heck? <laughs> you never know. I I read somewhere, and I don't know. You see, this is the stuff. It, it, when you do research, you just boy, never, have you, you ever been doing any research? My lord! You never know whether this kind of stuff is true. Did you try out for the role of terrorist in no, Die Hard Three? What happened was they asked me to come and meet the director because he wanted to see if I would be appropriate. If you're terroristy enough, and he didn't think I was. He yeah, thought I was far too nice. <laughs> Wow. After I told him, listen, if I got to die on screen, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that might have uh, been the, uh, the perfect uh, <laughs> the denouement of that moment. <laughs> well, here's the anomaly. I mean, and you, and you are really a walking anomaly. Having been born in Birmingham, England, to the French professor and, of course, the actress ballet dancing mother, and then moved to France when you were three <laughs> months old, and then to Montreal when you were three, and India when you were eight, and back to Montreal again by nine. And the weird thing is, you still ended up being a shy introvert. I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you know, I don't really... It's so hard, you know, you live in yourself. How do you really know how you appear? It depends. You know, if if I'm in my element and doing what I do, which is performing, ironically enough, um, there is no shy introvertism there. But in, you know, regular everyday life, I'm not uh, as inclined that way, although I, I might add that as the years have gone by, I have managed to um, get rid of some of that. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's just it's like the, there's two people living in... Or there's two, well, there's a lot of different facets to one personality, you know, and it depends on the circumstance which one comes out. 
What what part of your personality? Completely pers- psycho. Well, yeah, well, that's that's a lovely segue into this question. What part yeah. of your personality came out in the infamous Rats album? Uh, the very uh, uh, the sad one, the sad angry one. Wow. It was you know that was just a uh, it was it was a dark eyeliner moment for you. It was a dark eyeliner moment. It was a little grungeola. It but you know what? It, it's also one of my favorite records. I really like that record. I think that's a, that's that's probably. One of my top three. So, do you get more more of a creative uh, jump start when you're down in the funk or up in the glee? Uh, it. Oh God, I don't. I don't. You know, because those two things <laughs> tend to shift every ten minutes. Right. In my experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, a combo effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's the medication? Is that going Yeah, on? the medication, yeah. <laughs> Something I, I'm not uh, big into at all. Medication. Unless, of course, it's alcohol. Yes. <laughs> you, you are too nuts. Yeah. Uh, Sass, will you do us a favor and take take us back to that day when you and your brother finally figured out that you could change the channel on the radio and not have to listen to classical know, music? That's ironic. Although, nothing against classical music. I love classical music. Uh, I mean, I adore it, but... Yeah, that was that was a moment. I'll have to, I have to say. Uh, and it, it, well, let me help you uh, go back to that moment. All right, uh, have a listen to this. And tell me if if this helps. Yeah, it does. Now just get into the vibe. Get back. Transport, baby. All right, so I want you to imagine this this brother and sister. All they've been listening to is classical music on their the radio, the family radio, and all of a sudden, and 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 she runs back in and and kind of knows what she wants to do from this point in life. Was that what happened? Is that how it went down? Yeah, that's my memory of it. Though who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I discovered that memory tends to be very um, individual. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that is, that was really, that's what it felt like to me. Before that, I thought, you know, I was going to be an author, a writer. That's what I wanted to do prior to that. And then it just, that just, there there was something, I guess it's because it was the, uh, an author would have been, uh, you know, would have gone along the exact lines of my personality, which was very much, you know, very serious and introverted. And I think that the singing thing was like that's an expression that goes um, through the body out to the world, you know, and it, it requires an audience <laughs> <laughs> that you can see in a lot of you know a lot of ways. Hmm. So that was more of a, a challenge, and I suppose you know that's part of um, the life uh, experience that I came to, you know, have. Juno Award winner Sass Jordan on and the phone. Cracker. And uh, all around Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Did you uh, did you ever get a chance to meet your childhood idol, David Cassidy? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. He came to my um, birthday party. What? Now, well, hold yeah. on, hold on. I'm flashing back to a totally different television show, same genre, where Marsha Brady was able to get Davy Davy Jones? Jones to come to the school uh, formal because she was the class president, and it, it, and. <laughs> And this is what, and, and to her house even. And this is what happened to you with, with David Cassidy? Well, yeah, but it, I, it was a surprise. It was my producer at the time. 
um, we uh, it was Racine, the re- the record Racine, and right. and my friends were giving me a birthday party, and um, at a Japanese restaurant on Ventura Boulevard. Oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of the name. It was a huge. Anyways, whatever. And um, Rick said, you know, I'm going to bring my present a little bit later once everybody's there. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And he walks in, and it's it's David Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> All the girls at the table are like. <laughs> <laughs> ow, 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 my ears. <laughs> How did you get up that? Oh, my goodness. Right, so the girls... That was a Mariah Carey moment. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. That's an unbelievable story. Uh, now, hold on. But speaking of Idol, though, from what I understand, not a big fan of Canadian Idol. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that I'm not a big fan of Canadian Idol Come at on. all. It's more that I'm not a big fan of being a judge. Really? Yeah, that's more my thing. I'm not really... You know, I'm not. I don't think I'm cut out for that per se. I think I did a perfectly fine job, considering it went against everything um, that I would normally be. I like challenges like that. Yeah, but you're you're pretty anti schmaltz. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big schmaltz person. No, but um, I but I have total respect for those who like it. You know, I mean, I'm I don't I'm not a hater, eh? No, you're not. Actually, and I was wondering if that must have been a, kind of a frustrating experience for you because you're like a glass of freshly squeezed sunshine, usually. A glass of freshly squeezed lemon juice, sucker. <laughs> sucker. So it was very hard for me to tame down the rock uh, part of my me because, you know, the swearing, yelling, like, get the hell off, what do you, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. we can't say. Yeah. In public, you see. Yeah, I find that... Um, but you're positive, though. You're positive. Absolutely. You Absolutely. are. No, that 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 was that's genuine. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't have any desire to make people feel badly no. at all. But aside from the infamous uh, quote, "spiral downwards into the black hole of Calcutta," mm-hmm. you know, I think if, if I get this right, you fired the manager, had some close friends pass away, and experienced some financial difficulties. Mm-hmm. Are are you always on? On? Yeah, switched what? on. No, not on. I'm not on something. Are you always switched on? Am I all switched on? I don't. I don't understand the question, Doctor Drew. You're a perky. You're a perky, positive lady. Not no, perky. only in public. Really? So privately, you... I'm a, an absolute rat think. Really? <laughs> Come on. No. You are not. <laughs> no, I'm a combo. That's my. That's that's the word of the day, my dear. Combo. Who's who's always on? Nobody is. You know, like you got to get real here, sucker. Yeah. No, so, I mean, so really, no, I'm just, I'm, I think I'm completely ordinary. I find it fascinating that anyone wants to talk to. Come on. Chatelaine Magazine called you a rock and roll wild child, self-help scholar, know, and doting mom. because they believe all the kites. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, you're a public figure, you know, you've got to find something interesting to talk about after a while, because all you're ever doing is talking about you, which tends to get a smidgy bit dull. Well, not, no. not from our point of view. Well, no, see, but yeah, but you know, if you were talking about you Oh, I hate talking the about time, me. Yeah. You know, so, the worst is, tell us about your new album. Are you serious? Yeah, seriously, yeah. That's, How that's... am I going to tell you? What? what, what? It's music. <laughs> it's songs. Listen to it if you're interested. Otherwise, <laughs> let's talk about something interesting. Oh, man. So, Sass, uh, tell us about your, your new, new album. No, no, no. <laughs> Having a daughter. Yeah, she just turned 12. 
But these two girls, you're 15 oh, or 16? Oh, my stepdaughter's 16. Yeah. 16. She's 16. Aside from poor Derek, Mr. Uh, lead singer for the Guess Who, having to put up with all that estrogen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I did, mean, really, I wouldn't like it either. Did having kids awaken a part of you that may have laid dormant? Absolutely. The responsible side. The side that wasn't thinking about me all day long. <laughs> It's an amazing uh, antidote to... It only to... lasted about five years, though. I'm over that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's an amazing antidote to narcissism, but... It is, it, it is but it, it, it isn't a permanent, shall we say. No. You get over it. You get over it. You go right back into the narcissistic... I found, I found that having kids... Uh, How old are yours? 17 and 21. Holy Hannah. Yeah. Um, See, that's much older. That's like, they're grown up. Yeah. Being born on December 23rd, you'd think you'd have quite a connection to Jesus. Jesus! Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. I know. But okay, as long as you know I'm Jesus just saying. Pisces. But like, not a <laughs> That's funny. That'd be a great name for an album. Jesus was a Pisces but or a song. Was. Jesus of Nazareth was a Pisces. Yeah, that's why he did all that those tricks with the fish, right? Well, no, no. But fish, still. Fish and bread? But that's, but that's why he was... Uh, an enlightened being, because you know he was he was uh, channeling the highest part of Neptune. Okay, <laughs> you've read every self help book in the celestial universe. Dropped <laughs> dropped your fair share of acid, right? Yeah. And, and, and speaking of acid, you, you've even sat in front of the fireplace listening to Steely Dan with the architect of countercultural revolution. C C C Timothy Leary. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is going on with you spiritually? Well, that is a very broad and difficult to answer question, Drew. <laughs> it's like saying, so, tell me about your life. Start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's an ongoing journey. But where did you come from? What did you come from? Did you, I mean, your parents, did they provide any, any uh, spiritual input? Well, yeah, my mother. Uh, not so much my dad, because I don't recall necessarily having any, I don't. This does not mean to say it didn't happen, but I just don't really remember much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, to cover the large gaps in memory, as far as what my dad was talking about spiritually, I don't really remember much. My mom was much more um, inclined in that to, to speak of those kinds of matters. And she, but she had an unorthodox uh, viewpoint to say the least, especially at that time, you know. Explain that. that well, she she believes and still does to this day in reincarnation, and she's more on a on a path like she resonates to like Sai Baba. Got it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's that's her thing. So that that was, you know, I don't know how I got so exposed to Christianity, I, I really don't. I think it must have been in books I read and, and things like that because for some reason I have a, a much like a much stronger background in Christianity than I would, for example, in um, uh, the, uh, Buddhist religion type of thing. Right. Not religious, though. But you never, you never did the church thing. I never did the church thing. I went to, um, I, I've been to a couple of Catholic church, Roman Catholic church services in my life with friends where I snuck in because it looked so fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, all the incense mm-hmm. and then the chanting and, the, you know, that stuff's pretty impressive. It's like hanging out at Timothy Leary's house. Well, 
No, it's so not. It's so different. <laughs> but ultimately, it, 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 it wasn't for me, and it made no sense, because there's a lot of what I consider to be um, uh, hypocritical uh, nonsense involved there. Plus, a group worship thing has never really been for me. No, that's where you and I would side uh uh, you know, on the same side, yeah. I I can't do. You know, in church they they'll sing the beautiful uh, what I used jokingly refer to as erotic love songs to Jesus, which I just I can't get into. But I certainly can't get into it publicly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know, I, I to each his own. Whatever whatever floats your boat. I say, you know. So my uh, my spirituality is definitely a, a result of having lived the life I've led and the observations I've made and, of course, the books and the people that have, have come th- have come through my life. This is right out of the blue. I didn't write this one down. This is All just right. a bizarre little off-the-cuff comment. Okay. <laughs> have you ever experienced evil? Um, now, that's... What is evil, really, though? You know, I mean, that is it very, uh, it's, it's, it's an individual view of something, because what I would consider evil is not necessarily what somebody else would. Is there something that we all agree on that's evil? T- to a large degree, but not all of us do agree. Okay, have you experienced evil, and, and what evil have you experienced? Describe, because I'm not going off of my agenda. I want to hear it from yours. <sighs> evil. Have I experienced evil? No, because I refuse to countenance it. Right. I don't. I. It, Pay no heed. Uh, yeah. Oh God, that's such a deep question. It's like hard to, you know. I sound feel like I'm just glossing over it, but I. I well, because you, know, you don't. I think you, we live in a matrix. I don't. You, did you ever see that movie, The Matrix? Yes. Well, I think this is all a construct. And it is created by uh, the subconscious, which is a tape machine. It runs tapes, the subconscious. The conscious is capable of changing the tapes, re-recording new programs. Okay, the conscious mind is capable of that. Mm -hmm. And when it does that, the subconscious then takes those new programs and and materializes them. You know? Uh, So... If in my construct I believe anything I believe in is is a become, can be is a reality. So if you believe in it, it's true. If you believe in it, you you will experience it. Okay, I can I can dig that. Yeah, does that makes yeah. I'm trying to find. A, I got to be like it's succinct here, and this is a very difficult thing with these kinds of. Uh, you know, ideas, these yeah. are ideas, yeah. just like everything else. This is all an idea. What we, ex- our lives are an idea in the mind of what I would call God, the creator. So you believe in a creator? Most definitely, yes. Yes, I, I, but it's not an old man with a beard, you know, and it doesn't sit in judgment one of my favorite books is called The Shack. Uh, uh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. Yeah. Okay, well, become uh, buddies with the author, and uh, he he paints in this book, uh, this work of fiction, God is portrayed as a sarcastic black woman. Yeah, well, why not? I, because I that think, would be part of it. I was thinking Queen Latifah. <laughs> or, or the Oracle from The Matrix. Or the Oracle from The Matrix, yeah. Yeah, she's, but is she sarcastic, the Oracle? I don't think No, so. not as much as Queen. But still, the thing is, is that all that exists, is 
part of God. So therefore, ah, 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 therefore, whatever we would consider to be evil is also part of that. How about that for an idea? That's trippy, man. It's a very trippy idea, isn't it? But the the thing is, is that because if you go greater than what we as humans with our finite minds and our finite, what we think are finite lives, if you go to a greater level and a higher level and see that there is no end and there is no death and it's all just experience, then you will see perhaps that evil is not as evil as you would... <laughs> In the mind of man, yeah, evil yeah. exists. In the mind of God, it does not. All right. Over the years, if I followed you around over the, the years of, of celebritydom and, uh, and stardom and uh, rock and roll and, mm -hmm. and uh, Gene Simmonsville, I would, I would imagine that, that you have done things that could not be aired on, on this show. And no, no, I don't. I don't. Let's just stay in that fantasy, okay? Probably so, so, haven't you? Well, yes. I think anyone listening to it. Yes, hasn't. I've aired most of my stuff. Be aired on the show. But but what I'm trying to get to is I'm interested to know what people do with shame or guilt. Aha! I'm interested in that too. What they should be doing with it is emotional freedom technique and getting rid of it because it's a waste of energy and time and it ruins your life. So what have you done with it? I mean, here's here's another quote from you. I don't have anything to hide. I've done stupid things in my life, but I don't care if you know because I did them. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you have no shame and no guilt. You, you, none of that hounds you. Um, let's see. Let me see how, how... And I'm thinking especially in the context of, of these girls in your life now and parenting and all that kind of stuff. You know, what do you share? What don't you share? How do you feel about... What do you want for them? Plug all that into the shame and guilt uh, cycle. Have fun with that. I, I, you know, I'm just like, what? What? Ever, dude, you're what? human. You're just, you're human. And this is, you know, this is the arena in which you have experience. And my girls, I think, are bright enough and have been exposed to different ideas enough to make the decisions that they need to make for themselves. Do I respect myself as a human being? Do I, Sass Jordan, respect myself as a human being? The answer right there is yes, I do. And if I do that, I feel that my children cannot help but absorb that type of a, of a, of a feeling about themselves. They, they, they're not going to do as you say. They're going to do as you do, you know. And I've made mistakes, I think, I've definitely made mistakes, because I've changed the way I think about things, even in the short time that Stella's been alive, you know? Hmm. I've, if, if, I had, if I was as aware back when she was born as I am now, it would have been a whole different journey, you know? But, but she is what she is, and I also don't feel... Um, I feel that she, she chose to come. She chose to be here, and she chose me as her parent, and her father as her parent, and she chose this whole, this whole construct in order to, to uh, facilitate what she, what she wants to experience and what she's come here to do. And I think that's across the board for all of us, you know. Sash Jordan on the phone uh, with us and thoroughly enjoying this uh, uh, discussion. Discussion. We discuss. No, but here's the thing. What do you what? You've seen uh, uh, church people and, and, and Jesus people and, and Christendom and, and TV evangelists, and, and, and you probably even know some. It's kind of, that's the way Christians talk about homosexuals. I even know one. <laughs> um, so, well, I know a lot. Yeah. So, so 
you know, what's your opinion of the Jesus scene these days here in North America from your experience? You know, it's like I, I, if I, I don't feel qualified to have an opinion on it per se because I don't really know anything about it. I, I, I don't know. My opinion of, 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 you know, dogma mm-hmm. of any type, political, religious, is that it's dogma. It's you know, it 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 it, it suffocates thought. It suffocates thinking and individual thinking uh, it's not it's not for me but you know if somebody else chooses that who the heck am i to tell them that they're wrong i'm not going to argue with them i can't be bothered so do you land in sort of the doobie brothers theological understanding of jesus, jesus? just all right with me you mean exactly. that yeah absolutely i mean my idea of jesus uh, you know i think what a what a fantastic and wonderful example you know, and 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 what amazing uh, truths and showing the light and the way. You know, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Too bad I didn't understand it earlier. But um, as far as as you know, doing things in the name of or justifying judgmental nonsense in the name of or any of that nonsense, mm-hmm. nah. you know, then I think you're just being. You know, you're not being as Jesus, are you? No, you're right. I think uh, you two probably said it better in the name of love as opposed to in the name of Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 personifying and humanizing these characters, the, the you know, Jesus Christ and and um, you know the the, the 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 personages in the Bible. Really, as Neville Goddard says to me, the Bible—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a book. It's a manual on how on how to live. The Bible is a manual on how to live. If you have the code, you can decode it and you can understand. And it—it's—it's it's a remarkable and fascinating uh, information information laden thing. It that it was written. The people, the personages in the Bible, were written about. As if they were people, when really, in fact, according to Neville, they're states of consciousness, states of mind, and they're explained as people so that we would understand it better. In fact, I think it took us down the wrong path in a lot of ways. You know, uh, it, it, I highly recommend reading any Neville Goddard stuff because that is absolutely fascinating. You know, especially if you're if you're into Christianity, it's it's called mystical Christianity. That's the Christianity that that I'm fascinated with. Hmm. You know, other than any particular religious type or religion, you know, Presbyterian or Baptist or Catholic or Protestant. I don't even know really. I, I, I the difference. <laughs> you're a funny girl. Has has anybody? No, I mean. Has any? Do you know what I mean? Has anybody uh, delved into this topic with you publicly before? Why do you think? Um, well, I think it, you know it's it's a little frightening to talk about these things in public. You know, I don't think I would have had the courage to do it before because you're leaving yourself open to you know the whack jobs, what I consider to be the whack jobs. You know, the people who are really um, weird. They're they're the mental and fundamental. Yes, the Bible thumper weirdos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, I'm not interested in, in engaging in that kind of crap. 
you know so i i don't I don't normally talk about it. It's just like religion, politics, and food. Three things you might want to steer clear of. <laughs> food? Yeah. Food. Because, because you're such a your diet. Because you're such a Being vegan? vegan. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because you're such a vegan, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not really. Vegan. Oh, come on. Fish? Well, I'm not, though, because Fish. I had cappuccino this morning. Oh. That, continues, that contains milk. And that is not in the vegan diet, my dear. But on the whole, I tend towards that more of a, that type of diet, you know. I don't eat meat, um, so you know. Oh, you one of them weird vegetarian types? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I am, bro. Yeah, and and then at this particular point in in your life, all you need to do is point to yourself in the mirror for those people that are giving you you know bad attitude bad about game. it, and saying and say I'm doing okay. No, how I about don't you? Think that's so much to do with what you eat, it's more to do with how you think and your beliefs. What you look like is more to do with how you think and your beliefs, I really think, than, than even eating or exercise, although those two things are, are definitely going to help. But I think it's how you think. Isn't that a weird thing to say? Tim is chuckling in the background here. What, what's your problem, man? I'm an overweight bald guy, so what am he's I a, thinking here? He's an overweight, overweight bald, bald guy. guy. What's he thinking? Tell yeah, me about his on. thought life. <laughs> I've lost my Are you hair. An overweight bald guy. Yes, this is, but, but I'm here's comfortable but, with but, myself. But here's the thing about Tim. Uh, somebody told me that you tweeted some quotes from our our website, and one of the quotes was, "The oh. cri- the Christian right is neither." Yes. That's that's Tim's. Well, Tim is completely correct. I think I've heard it before. Amen, though. sister. Yeah, yeah you, you didn't those start it. Floats around. You didn't start it. Hey, I, I really no, jumped on it. No, but you reminded me, and that's what's important. And and by the way, I got a lot of answers on that. And, and, and it's the most, it's what a fantastic line. It is. It sums up everything that <laughs> he, Drew and I are about. He makes T-shirts that say that, by the way. Just well, it's a fantastic that. line. <laughs> and I dare you to wear that while well, I, you're I, driving down south. I, I wear it to my school all the time. Yeah, but that's up here. It's the South. Yeah, that's area. not the same They're thing. They're nuttier. Standing on stage at the Toronto SARS benefit concert, looking out over the sea of almost, what, half a billion oh, people. It was a lot of people. You must have said to yourself, man, this chick sure has come a long way from Sweet Thunder. Uh, You know, no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about um, what I always think about when I'm out there, which is how do I channel all that energy back out to the peeps you know that's because basically what you're doing when you're on a stage is you're a focal point for energy Oof, oh, here i go anyway sorry you know shelly did tell you i was a nutter right <laughs> okay yeah well i don't personally think i am but everyone else does so i i, I i'm gonna concede to um public opinion on that yeah um the whole point of being on a stage for me is almost it's, it's greater than the singing it's more about the the oh God, the channeling of the emotion so there's a load of emotion being focused on the singer right mm-hmm. and you, your job is to sort of take that in and send it back out you, you could get into the chakras there but I won't <laughs> Sorry, that's a lovely southern vegetable anyway, isn't it? It is. It is only when cooked up right <laughs> with some grits. No, I, I dig it. I, but, you know, if you're, in a, if you're in a deep, dark, foul, stanky mood... 
Oh, no, you can't do that when you're on a stage. Well, yeah, but, but sometimes you don't have choice. So so what do you, grab something and, and, no, no, and, and get juiced up? No, the music and just the, just the physical act of being on a stage is going to shift that, my, my brother. Really? Oh, yeah. There's no way. Not me, anyway. I mean, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, it's definitely, no, uh, there's no way I'm going to be like that. Maybe in pain, physical pain, mm. don't love that, but you, you move through that as well. Something very healing about uh, performing for me. Why three years since your last release? Oh, I don't know. I don't pay much attention to time. I think that might be the issue. That might, <laughs> where's my watch? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Oof, look at the time. <laughs> look at the time. I got to go. Well, what's changed in you from uh, get what you give to uh, to uh, from dust till dawn? Me? Yeah, how, how have you? What have you morphed into over the you know between these releases? Nothing. Are you the same? I'm are you the same? Cat? Aware of of the fact that I'm running the entire show and no one else's, uh, and I'm I'm talking about that on a, on a global level. I'm talking about my own my whole existence and my experience of life, I realize every day a fraction more that it's not, the world is not happening to me. Mm. I'm happening to the world. In a, and I'm not talking about that in a, from a point of view where that you guys are being affected by me. I mean, in other words, my whole experience is, is caused by what I think and what I believe. And that's it. It's not anybody else's fault. I think I like you. Well, I think I might like you, too. Oh, stop. I'm not kidding. What about me? You stay out of this. Oh, uh, little Tim. Little, 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 what about me? Don't forget about me. <laughs> You're like a weeble that won't fall down. A weeble that won't wobble away. <laughs> Maybe that's my life, the big, short, bald guy thing. I'm a weeble. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you upset with being a short, bald guy? Oh, I, I, I'd rather be a... A, a tall, handsome George Clooney guy? Yeah. Well, more like Drew. Thank you. More like Drew? Yeah. He... So what does Drew do that you don't do? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> well, let's get into that little okay. topic. Well, we've, yeah. we've run out of time on the show. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for you tuning in. You talk too much, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> You're a yak job. Oh, man. Sass, I, I hope we run into each other one of these days, either at Greystones or at the Mona Cliffs Inn or, I don't know, somewhere. You know. There. Somewhere. Somewhere down that rocky highway. <laughs> and good luck with the meds. Hey, thank you. The what? <laughs> Did you say meds? Yeah. Dude, I don't do meds, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Good luck okay, with the carrot. I'm totally not into the meds. I'm into a placebos. Good, good luck with the carrot juice. Okay, thank you, baby. And, I appreciate uh, it. And um, Seriously, just hold on. Say hi to hold, everybody. Hold on a second. What? From a serious point of view, I know that it takes a lot for some people to come on the show and, and open up about their spiritual life because it is intimate. It can be. It uh, is very much so. Right. Thank so you, thank so, you. so I want to say thank you for agreeing to come on and, and chat about this. I know. I, I might live to regret it. No, I don't think you will because uh, it's it's authentic, and uh, that's yeah. really what we're trying to do here. You know what I mean? Okay, well, then that's wonderful, and it was, I'm happy. I'm really happy about that. Sass has yeah. just released another gem entitled From Dusk Till Dawn, and we'll be yes. performing live at the Mississauga Performing Arts Center on Friday, February 19th at 8.30 p.m. Why don't you come to that? I think I will. Okay, good idea. Can bring I? The, bring the gang. Oh, Tim is having a nutcase over here again. Well, he should come, too. All right. Talk look, for, to show. look for the short, bald guy. We'll have to find the leash again, Tim. <laughs> Sass, thank you very much. I appreciate your heart. Ciao, Good to chat with you. Okay, babe. Bye-bye. Bye. Sass Jordan on the Drew Marshall Show, Juno Award winner. And, uh, wow, what a nutter. A nutter. She's hilarious. She's a lot of fun.
You know what? It's the part of part of her deal is the the Canadian mm, mindset that she has, where she doesn't take celebrity dumb no so seriously. Have a listen to Sass Jordan, folks. When we come back, our final 20, 15 minutes, whatever it is, and uh, we're just going to be silly. We're going to play you some YouTube clips of some uh, just children that we think can really sing. And we're also going to take a little vote on uh, who do you think is is more out to get you, Bell or Rogers? We'll be right back. Like what you've heard? Listen again online at drewmarshall.ca.